Hey Church, so this is a just a special, um, I guess you could call it an episode, but essentially I just wanted to, um, well we wanted to record this, I'm joined by my friends Ashley and Taylor, Taylor Rogers, and we wanted to record this um, just in response to um, the real just the, the real chaos and, and confusion and fear and even, I mean, just even specifically sickness that is uh, going on happening in our world right now. So um, this is a prayer. This is an encouragement to the body of Christ. And we just want to, I just want to invite you in um, to this moment to, to listen and to pray with us. And um, yeah, here we go. So two weeks ago um, when I woke up, the Lord just very strongly prompted my heart, read Habakkuk 3. So I wanted to read this first part of Habakkuk 3 to you. This prayer was sung by the prophet Habakkuk. I have heard all about you, Lord. I am filled with awe by your amazing works. In this time of our deep need, help us again as you did in years gone by. And in your anger, remember your mercy. I see God moving across the deserts from Edom, the Holy One coming from Mount Paran. His brilliant splendor fills the heavens and the earth is filled with His praise. His coming is as brilliant as the sunrise. Rays of light flash from His hands where His awesome power is hidden. Pestilence marches before Him. Plague follows close behind. When he stops, the earth shakes. When he looks, the nations tremble. He shatters the everlasting mountains and levels the eternal hills. He is the eternal one. I see the people of Kushan in distress and the nation of Midian trembling in terror. Was it in anger, Lord, that you struck the rivers and parted the sea? Were you displeased with them? No, you were sending your chariots of salvation." What's so striking to me, even as Ashley reads that scripture, is just the wonder and the mystery of all the visuals that just describe, honestly, the glory of the Lord. I want to encourage you to, she was reading from Habakkuk 3, and I want to encourage you to go back and read that chapter and allow that to, allow that to be the launching pad for you to just encountering the mystery and the glory and splendor of the Lord your God. Or if it's not that passage for you, ask the Lord, seek his face, ask him, Lord, would you draw me close to scripture? Would you draw me close to wonder? I want to, we want to wonder and, 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 and awe at the majesty of God. There is great temptation to fear and there is, there is no shame, but there is temptation to fear. It is present. We recognize it. We are aware of it. But it is, in our te- it is in our temptation to fear in that place, in that moment, that we have opportunity to draw near. Beloveds, if you are in fear right now, 
whether it's because of the coronavirus itself or maybe you're in fear because of you're afraid of people's response to this virus and how that would affect your livelihood. Maybe you're in fear because you're you know, your business may be closed down or sales may be down or you've got stock or an, an investment in certain things and you're older in age and you're wondering about how uh, how the economy will, will how the how the effects of an economy like failing would would do like how that would affect you. There is so much at hand and there is so much mystery that we don't yet know. We don't know what the future holds, but we do know that we have a conquering king who is consistent, who is with us. He said he is God with us that has not changed because of this virus. And so we have invitation to become aware of him. I was just actually with Ashley and Taylor, and we were talking about this like exercise that the Lord had given me, um, had, was, had showed me of just taking a moment to where like, I was actually leading a girl through where I had her um, take a moment and just get silent and just for a few moments, just recognize all the sounds in the room. Just allow her mind to recognize maybe there's a hum coming from the TV of the room that she's in that before with all the noise and the chatter of her and I both talking or whatever it is, maybe those small, subtle sounds that originally she didn't pick up on in the room. But then now as she was still and as she was silent, all of a sudden there were sounds that were always there. They didn't just all of a sudden appear. They were always there. But now she noticed them. Now she was aware of them. And now actually they were louder and more prominent in her mind. Beloveds, that is like this, that is similar to the still small voice of God. That is still similar to the way in which we can switch from being unaware of God's interaction with our day, unaware of God's, because um, the God, God coming into and being involved in our moments in our livelihood, to then stepping into being very, very aware, where other things that were once present to us grow strangely dim and grow more silent and pause in the background, and he actually grows more clear, not because all of a sudden he's appeared or not because all of a sudden now he's speaking, but actually he's always been there. He's God with us. He's always been speaking, and now we're just aware of it. We're in tune with it. And I want to, I'm praying for you that you would become all the more in tune and aware of the still small voice of God. I am praying that you would become all the more in tune and aware of the heart and character of your beloved Savior right now in this moment. He is not distant. He is aware of the coronavirus. He is aware of how that affects the economy. He is aware of how that affects maybe even travel plans or things you wanted to do or finances. He is aware of all the details. He is aware of tissue being out of some stores, all the things that could surmount in our heart, that could cause chaos. Because this fear is a real and present epidemic itself. He is aware of your fear. And if you were one of the ones sick, he is aware of your sickness. And he comes to that place. He comes right there. But we have opportunity to seek him. Seek the Lord and wait while he may be found. And I'm just encouraged by the fact that the Lord desires to be sought. 
I thought about that this morning of just like kids playing hide and seek and there's this reality of even if, if you think about a little, like two little kids playing hide and seek, there's a level of no little kid never wants to be found. They want to join back into the game and now they want to switch turns. There's something about that I was thinking of, wow, we seek the Lord, but the Lord desires to be found. He's not hiding in obscene places that you would never dare to look at, that you'd never think about. In this sense, to be to be manipulative or just I'm hiding from you. I'm trying to I'm trying to separate my face. He is every desire to be seen and known by you. But beloveds, don't allow the smoke of what's present before you right now to cloud your vision. Seek His face. His face is there. He is with you. He said it. It's in His name. He's Emmanuel. He's God with us. So he's with us right now. Seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. What do you have for me, Father, right now? What does wisdom look like for me right now? What does peace look like for me right now? I invite you in after this, after this message, you might even do that exercise of quiet yourself, set a timer for five minutes and just have every just have everyone in your room be silent and just notice the sounds of the room and then intentionally ask the Lord. Lord, what have you already been speaking to quiet the fear in my heart or to quiet whatever the emotion is, whatever the thought is that's not coming from heaven. It's not coming from the Father's lips. It's not coming from the Lord. It's coming from another place. Recognize it. Be aware of it. And allow him and his grace to move you in a place to, towards a place of peace in the place of peace, that place of being. Fear not. Fear not. Fear not at the wars or rumors of wars. Fear not. How can this be possible? How can we stare at sickness, death, even as the rug is pulled out from underneath our feet? How can we not be afraid? I'm so thankful that my sister Gabrielle invoked the name Emmanuel. This is the only way. With, with our human capacities, this is impossible. But with God, with us, this, this is possible. We can, like Mary, move from a place of fear and needing to be told from the messenger of God, fear not, to a place of cherishing these things in our hearts. So God, we who are the followers of Emmanuel, we ask 
that you would put the same mindset in us, which was also in Christ Jesus, who did not consider equality with God as something to be grasped. Rather, he emptied himself and took the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He is Lord and there is no other. This is the eternal truth. No virus is Lord. No plans of ours are Lord. No security is Lord. Jesus is Lord and Jesus loves you. You are beloved of Jesus. Beloved to the point that he would wash your feet. Let that perfect love, the love of Jesus Christ that serves you even now in whatever symptoms of humanity make you groan. Maybe it's the fear. Maybe it's the fear of the fear. Maybe it's the actual sickness itself. Christ is with you now, washing your feet, serving you, reminding you that you are beloved. God is with us. This is the perfect love that drives out all fear. It is not an ideal. It is not a concept. It is Jesus. Look to him. And find rest for your souls. And as you find rest from that place, from that place of rest, you will be counted among the righteous in Matthew 25. Who say, Lord, when did we see you sick and in prison and visit you? Because fear will not guide your response to the suffering you see around you or in yourself. But Christ and his presence will guide you and he is already there. So with this, as in all things, let us who claim to do so, actually follow Christ to the place where he already is. And and do so not from a place of striving, but from a place of rest. Amen. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells
so little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so.